Welcome to Waverly Gets Lit. I'm Ryan, a librarian with the Waverly Public Library. This is Six Minute Catch. Studies show after six minutes of reading a book, you just can't put it down. I'm going to read a book from our shelves and try to hook you. Today, I'm going to read Red Earth and Pouring Rain with permission from the author, Vikram Chandra. And thank you very much, Vikram, for allowing us to read this for your support. I'm excited to check this out. Let's take a quick look at the back of the book, see what we're getting ourselves into. Vikram Chandra's Red Earth and Pouring Rain is an unforgettable reading experience. A contemporary Thousand and One Nights with an 18th century warrior poet now reincarnated as a typewriting monkey and an Indian student home from college in America, switching off as our Shehazarazades. Ranging from bloody battles in colonial India to college enemy in California, from Hindu gods to MTV, Chandra's novel is engrossing, enthralling, impossible to put down. A remarkable meditation on quests and homecomings, good and evil, storytelling and redemption. All right, so we're going to read for six minutes and see what we think. We're going to start with the first section, which is called Before. The day before Abhe shot the white-faced monkey, he awoke to find himself bathed in sweat, a headache already cutting its way into his skull and a razor-thin line across the middle of his forehead. He lay staring at the slowly revolving ceiling fan that picked up dust with each revolution through the hot air adding another layer to the black stains along the edges of its blades. Much later, he rose from the bed and stumbled to the door, rubbing his face with the flat of his palms. As he looked out at the sunlit courtyard with the slightly dazed eyes of those who go away laughingly on journeys and return only to find themselves coming home from exile, his mother swayed across the red bricks, carrying a load of freshly washed clothes on one hip and vanished into the stairway leading up to the roof. In a room diagonally across the courtyard from where Abe stood, his father's ancient typewriter beat out its eternal creating yet another urgent missive to a national newspaper about the state of democracy in India. A single crow cawed incessantly. Abe forced himself out into the white, blinding heat square of heat, feeling the sun sear across the back of his neck and hurry across it to the damp darkness of the bathroom. He stripped off his clothes and stood under the rusted showerhead, twisting at knobs, waiting expectantly. A deep subterranean gurgle shook the pipes, and the showerhead spat out a few tepid drops, and then there was silence. Abe, is that you? The water stops at ten. Come and eat. When he emerged from the bathroom, having splashed water over his arms and face from a bucket, his mother had breakfast laid out on the table next to the kitchen door, and his father was peering at an open newspaper through steel-rimmed bifocals. "'We still could win the test if Powerick bats well tomorrow,' said Mr. Mistress sagely, "'but he's been known to give out under pressure.' "'Who's Powerick?' Abhe said. He could see in a headline on the front page of the newspaper the words, "'Terror Threat.' One of the best new chaps. Haven't been keeping up with cricket much, have you? Uh, they 
don't have much about it in the American press, Abhay said. When does the water come back on? 3.30, said his mother as she emerged from the kitchen bearing hot parathas. I thought of waking you up, but you looked so tired last night. Jet lag, Ma. It'll take a week or two to go away. Maybe, Mr. Misrest said, folding his newspaper. Abhe looked up, surprised at the sudden quietness in his father's voice, wondering how much change his father recognized in his eyes, in the way he carried himself. A quick movement on the roof caught his eye, and he craned his neck. Is that the white-faced monkey? he burst out. He's still here? Oh, yes, said Mr. Mishra. He's a member of the family now. Marie Nalini feeds him every morning. The monkey hopped onto the roof from the branches of the peepole tree at the front of the house, loped up to the laundry line, and, with the sweep of its arms, gathered up a sari, a shirt, and two pieces of underwear, and raced back to the tree. It waited, firmly seated in the spreading branches, as Mrs. Misra went up the stairs and laid two parathas on the wall that ran around the edge of the roof and stepped back some four or five paces. The monkey, moving with assurance as one moves during the performance of a familiar ritual, swung back to the roof, dropped the clothes, seized the parathas, and clambered back into its familiar leafy territory where, after it had seated itself comfortably on a suitable branch, it proceeded to eat the bread, cocking its head occasionally to watch Mr. Misra, Mrs. Misra as she gathered up the clothes and put them back on the line. It's still terrorizing you after all these years, said Abe. You should do something about it. It's just trying to make a living like the rest of us, Mr. Mistress said, and it's getting old. He's moving pretty slowly now, did you see? Forget him. Eat, eat. Abhe bent his, back, his head back to his meal, but straightened up every now and again to peer at the people tree where the monkey was intently devouring its daily bread. Somehow, even as he savored the strangely unfamiliar flavors of his mother's cooking, Abhe was unable to shake the conviction that the animal, secure in the cool shade of the peepul tree, was enjoying its meal more than he was, and that there was some secret irony, some occult meaning in their unwitting sharing of food. The monkey finished first and sat with its head cocked to the right, peering intently at the family below a puzzled look on its face. It scratched at an armpit, turned and swung itself deeper into the recesses of the people, stopped and peered at the sparkling white house with its little square courtyard, and then abruptly swung itself, slung itself away into the trees on the adjoining maiden. Okay, so that was six minutes of red earth and pouring rain. And yeah, I'm definitely intrigued. I brought on another librarian, Chris, with us. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Chris. Thanks for joining. Yeah, you bet. So, well, first I want to get your reaction. What what did you think? Well, what did you think of just the writing style? Uh, I'm I'm very much more of a character driven mm -hmm. type of a of a reader. I don't go into a lot of flowery literary 
kind of prose. And okay. so I had a feeling that's what this book, that's what I thought this book might be. Sure. But I was, um, I was surprisingly mistaken. <laughs> I, I, I am really excited to read this book. Um, I think the back cover description, comparing it to the um, Thousand One Arabian Nights. Oh, I know. That kind of grabbed me. I've never me read too. that, but me I've too. always wanted to. I'm in the right? same boat, yeah. So I'm really intrigued. Yeah, and the whole everything from Hindu gods to MTV and something about a, being reincarnated as a typewriting monkey, which it, makes me think of this white monkey. Exactly. White-faced monkey. Exactly. And, of course, listeners can't see the cover, but uh, the cover artwork is, is beautiful. There's a, a white-faced monkey and an old-fashioned typewriter, and and I'm a big fan of, of uh, book covers, mm. and so the cover itself drew me in right away. But, yeah. But that's six minutes of, of a story... Which, by the way, I love that idea of the six minutes <laughs> grabbing you and pulling you into the book. Really did. I'm, yes. I'm intrigued. Yeah, and the characters. So the characters themselves, I get a good feel for who I think they are mm -hmm. so far. Mm -hmm. um, I, I chuckled at the description of the father. Yes. I, I could I could picture him with his newspapers and and uh, peering over the edge of his glasses and and I, I chuckled I chuckled with the father's description and and I think the son there's like a lot behind the son's mm -hmm. story. Oh my gosh, just I like how much the the author has hooked us Definitely. right away Definitely. from the first sentence, the day before. He shot the white-faced monkey. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. And then the monkey makes an appearance. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. But run, we like run, this monkey. Run away. Run away. That's right. right. You've, got a, you've got a really bad future ahead of you. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then the reincarnation thing we have a feeling is coming in. And there's just so many places I feel like this could go. Yeah. What was he doing in America? Right. What's that story? Why is he back home? And I think... Um, so many of us can relate to that going away and then coming back home and and that kind of ennui we experience from mm -hmm. from waking up in your in the bed that you slept in when you were five years old and 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 I think our, our the main character we're really gonna see what happened um, and, and why he's back home and, right well and even just that description I mean so pregnant with was just the ideas of what happened to him. Slightly dazed eyes of those who go away laughingly on journeys and return only to find themselves coming home from exile. Like, yeah, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. There's mm -hmm. a lot there. And we may not be able to relate to coming home in exile, but there is a bit of a feeling when you come home again of, yeah. of, of trying to figure out what your place is. Right. And the father, he sensed his father examining mm -hmm. him. What's changed? Mm -hmm. How have you, yeah. Exactly. But at the same time, life continues. Mom is making breakfast like moms do all over the world. And yeah. she's doing the laundry. And, and the monkey's up to its old tricks. And the monkey's up to its old tricks. I love the monkey. Oh, my gosh. So I'm, I'm definitely intrigued. Awesome. Well, thank you, Chris. Um, definitely out there, listeners, make sure you call in, get your name on hold, stop by, pick this book up, and 
I'm, I'm really hoping a lot of you will check this out. And one more thing I wanted to mention mm -hmm. that you and I discovered a bit of a mystery. There's a, uh, a, a vinyl out there with the exact oh, yeah. same name of the book, Red Earth and Pouring Rain. It's a fairly recent, I mean, within the last couple of years, I think, yeah. A couple of years, so I'm, I'm intrigued about that. Mm -hmm. Some band out there named their, their uh, album after this book. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool. Well, thank you again, and thanks for listening. This has been Six Minute Catch. Get lit.